everybody. Welcome back to the Wicked Ones podcast. This is Tara. And this is Jen. Yeah, what's going on this week? Not a whole lot. It's quiet around here. We we no longer have the chickens. Ah, sans um, chickens. No chickens. <laughs> the girls are super excited. They went to a farm down the street. Uh, Farmer Judy. She has 2,000 chickens. Oh, Ava was telling me about that. She's like, guess how many chickens they have. I know. Like, yeah. when I had to play the same game because I didn't go to drop off. I was like, 20? I don't know how many an average chicken farmer has. Uh, So the girls are super excited. They're going to be by themselves for about a month, I guess. Farmer Judy set up a special little area Uh for them until they can be with all the other chickens. Uh So the girls are excited to go back and see if they can find, you know, who our chickens are. And they met a cow that kicks, which I was dying when they were telling me the story. A cow that kicks? That's That's how she introduced the cow to the girls. They're like, oh... He's so nice, but you gotta watch out. He kicks, so now he's like the cat. He's the kicker cow, the kicking cow, the kicking cow to the girls. <laughs> like he looks so sweet, but don't get close. He'll kick you. Oh, so that was kind of it's kind of sweet. Oh no, that's cool. So I'm sure she appreciated the extra little chickens and. And then she was kind enough to say, "If you guys decide to do chickens again, please let me know. You can always bring them here." And I'm no. You're like, yeah, that was a one and done. No, we had our chicken experience. <laughs> We're good. We're done. They were super cute. Though. Oh, they were. No, they were. I just appreciated that you called one of them Chicken Nugget. <laughs> I was like, come here, Nugget. Oh, he's so cute. You have no idea. Well, what's going on with you guys? I mean, it's still just lots of baseball. and Oh, and it's just the beginning of lots of baseball. Oh, I know. Right? It's going to be, yeah. I mean, but I will tell you that it's fun. I mean, I, I say that like, oh, God, we're at the baseball field again, but... It's, I love watching the games and I love just seeing these kids improve. And I know they're only eight years old, but they amaze me. I mean, the That's things good. that they can do and the plays that they make, I'm like, you guys. Well, as much as so they're good. playing, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. You know that song, Centerfield, that plays every night when Chase is in the shower. He cranks that up on the Alexa and he's in there in the shower. I know he's dancing in there singing that song. I don't know that song. song. I'll have to play it for you when we're done here. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> it's it. It's so cute. Um... Yeah, other than that, just, well, I'm planning Ava's birthday, so I know we're in the middle of moving and we're between houses, but, and there's boxes everywhere, so we can't have a party, she understands that, but we're, we're working on making it special, and then, um, as far as homeschool, <laughs> I was trying to stretch it out and align myself with the public, uh, calendar, but finally I just said, all right, here's the deal, you can work as hard as you want to or as little as you want to but when that book you turn the page in those books and it says congratulations you've finished your curriculum that is when summer starts for you so chase did four math lessons today and Ava did like five English lessons so she only has one more left and then she has a little bit of math but yeah so they're they're kind of appreciating that so we're completely done with history we have one science lesson but I'm kind of like holding off on that because it's constellations and I thought we'd wait till we could bust out the telescope and do it this summer oh that's fun yeah so maybe your girls could come over and we could talk about the constellations we can do like a whole thing and Stella loves the stars make the kids do one of those radish kids boxes that keep showing up I got like eight of them okay (laughs) we have to talk about that after this because Stella actually just asked me again if she could order one and I said no oh, Tara has a bunch of them Just she said we could tell her borrow to come one. So, to our pantry and take her pick so we'll we'll talk about that yeah. after yeah 
Um, but I'm excited to hear the rest of the story that you have for me because I've been, I, I tried real hard not to Google it. I know I made a little mistake. If anybody noticed that, probably not on our, um, on the write-up that I did because I couldn't Google it. I promised you I wouldn't. And I thought you said there was new information. So I had put that in the, the little yeah, blurb at the it's very not end. so much new information as the documentary, documentary brought light to some things that might have been got you. Okay. kind of glossed over so the information's kind of always been there but maybe it wasn't given the focus that it needed per se well I can't wait to hear what you have for me so that I know what happened back then and then what's going on now and I'm curious to hear yeah tell me exactly what you think so I'm I'm gonna give you the part two of the murder of James Jordan senior and when I left off both um Green and Demery were being interviewed by police. Do you remember that? Yes. They had both come in willingly to the mm-hmm. police station. Demery was kind of on there on another warrant for mm-hmm. robbery. And it was Daniel and Larry, right? Yes, Daniel okay. Green and Larry Demery. Okay. Uh, so they're both being interviewed with the police. But so Robinson County, we could do another episode. Just on this place? Just on this place. Oh, if you're going to nap, do not nap in Robinson County. It's not the they have their issues. I mean, they have political injustice, racism, police corruption. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a place you want to be a victim of crime. Yeah. And you don't even want to be a criminal here because right. it's not going to turn out. And I did read in one of the articles, well, one of the articles I was kind of looking over um, to just kind of do a little write up or whatever. I did read somebody was saying that James used to do that all the time. Like he would never hesitate to pull over and take a nap and be- all that. Yes. Like, so they were saying he's, he was very, like I told you before, mm-hmm. he was very frugal. Yeah. So yeah. he wasn't going to pay for a hotel if he didn't need it the whole night. And people, so people who weren't travel often like that probably just have their own routine and it's not a big deal to them whereas you and I would be like oh I don't know I was like why did he pull over on the side of the road and other Mm -hmm. people were that knew him were not surprised that he made that decision yeah yeah so Robeson County is the poorest county in North Carolina there's a huge racial divide uh there's three kind of like segregations of people there's the Native Americans African Americans and white okay I'm sure we can imagine in which order that goes as far as I don't want to say favoritism, but it's just not a good situation. Mm-hmm. All three groups collide. Okay. None of them like each other. So the Native Americans are fighting with the African Americans. And the, like nobody. Is made... there gang activity there? Or is it just. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. I didn't read anything about gang activity. And between 1983 and 1987, the homicide rate was the highest in the state and double the state average in North Carolina. Wow. So it's, and the highest um, population of of murdered was actually Native American and then African American and then white. The county also led, I was looking for some more recent stats, and they led the state in violent crimes in 2014, 2015, 2017. In 2016, it was number two. It takes, I don't have anything more current than that because I guess it takes a couple years for them to come out with the stats. But the most current rating is number five. So Mm -hmm. they're really proud to like have dropped down. Wow. I know. Okay. I just want to, I'm not going to go too deep into the corruption there, but I wanted to give a couple examples Mm -hmm. of things that were going on there. So one was that Sheriff Hubert Stone, and he was a good old boy. Exactly how he just, he's been described in multiple sources and a documentary. 
it was his like leadership when he was sheriff is known as the Stone Age. Oh, so that's not good. They make so it was like the Wild West there. I don't I don't I don't know if it was the Wild West, but he was a good old boy, right? So like probably some supremacist type stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't want to go too deep into that. I know I, what I you're saying. Go I know that. I mean, I like I said, maybe one day I'll go that entire route, but there was obviously some less than ethical things going mm-hmm. on during his time when he was in charge. So his son Kevin Stone actually shot and killed an unarmed drug suspect. He he pulled this guy over. His name was Jimmy Earl Cummings. He was a Native American. He didn't read him his rights. It was a very shady experience. Mm-hmm. It, it caused it caused like a lot of unrest in the community. It 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 really it sounded bad. I, I the details are very shady. But and there was an investigation done by the SBI. But he got a short leave of absence and he was just right back on the job. Mm-hmm. There was also this, you have to keep in mind too, because when I tell you this story, just keep in mind that they're probably not the most moral people that I'm talking about. Because this okay. story probably sounds really crazy. So there's a gentleman by the name of Terry Evans and he was approached by a man named Edward Zipowski. And... He wanted to hire Evans to murder the sheriff's son, Kevin. Okay. So it's probably not, like, the most upstanding citizen if you're looking for a murder to hire and you go to this guy. But Evans was like, no, no thanks. He didn't take the job. But instead, he went to the sheriff and was like, hey, someone's trying to hire me to murder Uh your son. Yeah. At the time, he did not know the guy's name. But he gave him a description. So Sheriff Stone was like, thank you so much for letting me know. I'm going to contact the SBI regarding this. I'm going to let them know that there's been a threat made against my son, who's a deputy. And we're also, we want to tap your phone just in case the guy calls back. I see right where this is going. What do you think? What do you think happens? Can I make a guess? Yeah. Oh, I think they took this guy out. Yeah. yeah. The next day, a deputy shot him in his car. Oh, dead. Yeah. I'm so surprised. No, not so. And it turns out nobody ever noticed the SBI of this murder for hire plot. No one reached out regarding a phone tap. Nothing. So I could go on and on, but that's just kind of what was going on. Like, so there was some shady business going on at the time, and they just you. I feel like you should just know, like, the level of confidence we should probably have in these people surrounding the case. Noted. Makes sense, right? Yes. Okay. So, like I said before, Green and Emery kind of had that same version about a guy named Rick, right? Mm-hmm. Who who had the car and wanted them to get rid of it. The police saw right through that. Knew yeah. that they had corroborated ahead of time. The story was made up. Basically let them know that. Mm-hmm. But while they were doing the interviews, they were at the station the SBI goes to Green's mother's mobile home. Okay. Okay. They search the place. And I thought this was interesting. They open a shop vac. I don't know. They would search the inside of a shop vac. They open a shop vac and they discover a thirty-eight caliber pistol. 
you know, that is how they found a lot of those taser dots from the... You're right. Yeah. yeah. They found them in the, in in the, the shop vac. So they had, someone had, I don't want to say they, but someone had hidden the pistol inside the shop vac. Oh. So they confiscated Maybe that. this is a common place to hide things like that. Who knows? Don't hide your valuables in yeah, shop don't bags, apparently. Shop bag. yeah. um, they also, they're looking around and they see a shelf full of VHS tapes. Now that dates the story, right? Oh. VHS tapes. Yeah. One of the tapes does not have a label on it. I don't know what made them think that that was important, but they take the tape. They watch the video back at the station and they discover that it's Daniel Green and he's rapping on this. It's like a homemade rap video. Okay. I'll show it to you after this because you have to see it. Please do. Yes. It's not good. It's terrible. And at one point, this was very eye opening to me because I kind of started at the end of this is not even in what I have written up, but it was very eye opening to me because I kind of started at the end of what happened mm-hmm. and then I went back. back. So I see this clean cut guy. I did total different perception after I seen this video and there's a couple other videos and I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Cause okay. obviously yeah. they, they clean you up. Right. And all of a sudden you start speaking real proper and, this video was horrifying. At one point, he looks into the camera and he's like, pop, pop, two shots in the head, bro. Oh, okay. Like, it wasn't like rap, like, I'm yeah. Coolio. Like, it was like yeah. talking about like shooting people and yeah. probably not the best thing for law enforcement to find. Right. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean they're anything. They're chatting with you back but, at the station yeah. regarding a murder. It probably doesn't, but it looks, doesn't look great. But there's more. The real damning evidence is that Green is actually wearing Jordan's Chicago Bulls watch and his NBA All-Star ring. In the video. In the video. So these were items that was that Michael had gifted to him. It was like his 1986 blue All-Star ring and then also like the Chicago Bulls watch. Yeah. Okay. He had them in the video. Like, you can see them plain as day. Cause, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has nothing on except for, like, jeans and, like, this bling, no shirt. Mm-hmm. So it's very... Do you think that flashy. they had watched all the video, the other videos or something? Like, popped them in the VCR? Because it's crazy to me that they would... Only take that one? Yeah. Well, that they... and just... It sounds like they did a pretty thorough job of, you know, ransacking the place yeah. and finding what they needed. That's what I would... They said they took the one that wasn't labeled. I don't know. It was weird. I was like, well, we had those random VHS tapes at that time where you would just record over and over no, and over again. All of my rap videos that I've made, I need oh, to put a label on them to and make you. it real boring. <laughs> they weren't allowed to use the video in court. It wasn't allowed. Oh, they oh. could only use Because they didn't shots. have a warrant for it? They only allowed, I guess it was something about like stereotyping. Mm. It was just very damning. So they were allowed to use still shots. I'm assuming probably because the words coming out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. This is me making a huge okay. assumption. But it was watching the I video. I see that though, yeah. You're like, oh, no, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. So he's flashing his, I don't know. So a little bit more about Green and Demery. They were best friends growing up. They met each other in grade school. Uh, Green had a stutter and Demery really stuck up for him. And it was really rare. They had a rare friendship because Native Americans and African Americans were not friends. Mm-hmm. So they kind of came up together through thick and thin. Right? Yeah. 
they weren't a stranger to the police station. They had both been interviewed before. They both had past criminal records. Well, I remember you said they had records. Yeah, They did. So Green had only been out of prison for three months before Jordan's death. Mm-hmm. That's not very long. He did served, they say what he went for? Yeah. Armed robbery and assault with a deadly weapon. Oh. He only served two of his six-year prison sentence. He got out. I know another. You're just kind of like, oh. Well, and this is what we talk about, too. Why are you letting these people out? I, so, and then Larry Demery, he had, I couldn't find too many details about exactly, I don't think he had done any prison time yet, but he had a very violent criminal record and also was being, he was currently being indicted for armed robbery. Like, that's one of what one of the warrants was for. Mm-hmm. When I look back and I think about it, so you have two minority kids. I mean, they're both 18. Yeah. Hardly can call them adults. Probably didn't come from a very educated background. Don't mean to sound insulting. In a very white community. And they're suspected of murdering the father of a superstar who was especially iconic in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They need to solve this case. So things don't look... Someone had to go down for this. Things don't look... For sure. Yeah, things don't look good for them. I mean, even if they are guilty or not, like... You, right now, you are our best option. Yeah. At, at I don't know if they're going to look any further past this yeah. because if you're, I mean, you're both guilty of armed robbery before. You just like it's, it's not, not like they had a squeaky clean. Right, the ducks really yeah. line up. It's yeah. I don't know. Okay, so they're both they're both being interviewed. The police do I think exactly what they always do. Obviously, I'm not a police officer, but I imagine that they always try to turn one against another. Yeah. I'm sure they just want to get them talking as much as possible. That's right. Probably but they just play the, the game too, right? Like, right. oh, Larry's oh, so telling me. saying this and you're going to go down and he's Larry's talking. Out. What are you going to say? Yeah. Like, are you going to let him get the deal? Right. That's the kind of stuff that was going on. Right. So they were, you know, they're saying like, you know, death penalties on the table. I'm sure they were doing anything they could to get them to talk and say, what, say what they wanted. Say what they yeah, needed. What they needed. Yeah. You know, they, well, I guess kind of Well, and I don't wanted, mean but... to make it sound like they were trying to coerce a confession, but I just think it's, like you said, I just think it's a normal protocol and way to go about I would talking use to that. Them. Like, hey, your partner yeah. over here is, yeah. he's tripping like a bird. Tell me, mm-hmm. are you going to tell me your side or are we just going to go off what he says? Right. So Demery's the one who he caved. He gave the first confession, and he turned on Green, indicating him as the trigger man. Okay. Uh, Green also states at one point during his interview, the police officers presented him with a document to sign stating that Demery was, in fact, the trigger man. Like, he was sitting there, they come in with this affidavit, and they're like, sign here, you know, and it stated... So they didn't tell him what it said? They just asked him to sign? They were like, you need to sign this. And when he read it, he was like, I'm not signing that. Right. But it basically is, po- again, I'm not there, but I'm assuming they might have done something similar to Demery, right? Like, mm-hmm. sign this. Like, this and is maybe it. he signed it not reading it. No, I think no. he knew his friend he under knew? the bus. Okay. Yeah, he okay. turned on his friend. So he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, because one of them was going to get a plea, plea deal, and it was just a matter of who, who it was going to be. So... Right. He right. said that Green was the trigger man. Now, Demery's not going to get off. So, like, the death penalty and life in prison is not off the table for him. Okay. Even though he turns on Green and says he was the trigger man, it doesn't reduce his sentence at all. 
Okay. So it he but he was also, which I don't know if it even matters if you have life in prison, but he was also up against like robbery and like some other things. So they were hoping by him pleading, he would get some leniency in some other areas. Okay. I was wondering what um, motivated him to yes. take the deal. Yeah. 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 So the case is super ugly. The footage that I saw, very unsettling. They parade Green and Demery in with Sheriff Stone, like, in front of him. In front of them. It was very... It's crazy because we missed all this, right? We didn't mm-hmm. see any of these things no. happening. And they're surrounded by all these police officers, and there's controversy about that. Like, do we really need that that many police officers? Because it was almost like everybody wanted to be part of this case because mm-hmm. it's so high profile, right? This is going to be my shot to be on TV. But then they were also saying that they needed all those police officers because the community was upset mm-hmm. that they took Michael Jordan's father. Right. You there didn't was, know if there someone was, was going to attack them. or outrage. And so as they're walking in, someone from the media shouts, asking them, is there anything you'd like to say? And Green just says, I didn't kill Mr. Jordan. That's all he says. That's all he says. Okay. He's like, I didn't kill anyone. I didn't kill Mr. Jordan. Which I thought was very... I don't, I don't know if I see that very often. I mean, maybe in the movies, but not. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought the way that he said it, it just seemed, it came across as very powerful very to me. Very almost genuine. Because the sheriff I, is like standing right in front of him and he's surrounded right. by all these people and he has Demery right behind him. So yep. they were walked into, they were, yeah. Demery didn't say anything. He was quiet. So I just feel like the whole thing, Michael Jordan never appears in court. There was some question on whether he was going to testify because obviously the items that Green was wearing at one point belonged to Michael. Mm -hmm. So there was questions on whether he would be there to testify that those, in fact, were his and he had gifted them to his father. They did not want Michael Jordan in their town. They did not want that circus. They did not want the jury swayed in any form. So they agreed that his older brother, Larry would attend and okay. confirmed those were Michael's things. And okay. so he did take the stand. But the Jordan family kept their distance from the entire trial. From what I understand, they were communicated with on a very intense level, but they never made an appearance, which had to be really hard. I was just thinking about that, like how... I don't like to be that hands off, right? Yeah, and let that happen it, in another state while you're. All of the things that we talk about that comes that come with celebrity. There's there's a lot of negative um, things. Why well, I'm you not know? famous? I just too. I was like, no, okay. thank you. Right, we're like, no. <laughs> it's but true. It had to be hard. It had to be really, really hard. I can't imagine. Canyon's real upset about it. He's super upset. Yeah, I hear him. But no, I. I just think that's that's one of those things that you, I don't know. I wonder if it was hard for him, like, if it bothered him that he couldn't be there. Obviously, we'll never know because he was very yeah. quiet. But he did an Oprah interview, and he was saying in the Oprah interview how he didn't even want to know the details. Because he just, he doesn't want to know anymore. Um, well, it's just awful. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. You don't even know what. If you have the whole truth, and in the end, it doesn't it doesn't bring it. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't. it doesn't matter. So in 1995, Demery testified 
this is basically what his story, that they they were out, they saw this luxury sports car, and they decided that they were going to hold the driver at gunpoint, and they were going to rob him. Okay. Then Demery, he gives two different kind of versions after this. One says that when Jordan stirred from his nap, that Green just shot him, like it, like, like it alarmed, and that was like not part of the plan. He was just like, he's waking up. Like, but then wouldn't there be evidence in the car? So then, and then the other version of the story is that when they got there, Green was greedy and he really liked the car and he wanted to steal the car too. Mm -hmm. So he shot him. Okay. But it doesn't say like in the car, out of the car. I don't don't have that information. Okay. Um, It just to me, I guess, because I I always try to imagine the scenarios that you're putting me in and I imagine, like you said, said, when someone starts from their nap, they're still in the car. They're still in the car. But there was no blood found in the car. Remember I told you that. There's no blood in the car. So they shot him in the chest and it ruptured his aorta. That's how. So I guess he could potentially have blood internally. Right. Okay. When people, but it's a gunshot, but I don't don't know that much. But they they didn't find any gun or any blood in the car is what they said initially. But he gives, like, these two versions of a story, which makes me feel like, I don't know. You have to tell me what you think when this is all over, because it's just too much for me. They say they didn't know that it was James Jordan until they went through the car later and And saw, like, the the registration and all of these things. Now, Green, still to this day, he said that he did not, he's not the trigger man. He did not kill James Jordan. He wasn't even there. So he admits to originally lying. He's like, I lied, but I did it to protect Emery. Okay. And I'm also scared of the police. Like, okay. He was very fearful of them. You could see that too. I could see it going either way. Yeah. So this is what this is what Green says happened. Okay. He says the day before James Jordan was killed, they went to a, a barbecue, like a party at barbecue. He was there with Demery. Demery left around 1.30 a.m. to take care of some business on a drug-related trip he was taking to New York the next day. Green says Demery was like, come along, but he refused because he was hanging out with his lady friend. Okay. Demery returned later, super out of sorts, upset, shaking, and that he told Green that he had shot a man off the highway near the Quality Inn, and asked Green to help him dispose of the body. So okay. Green's like, uh, he goes with them. The two drive to the motel. And actually his mom is interviewed in this. And I guess somehow like his mom was up and awake. I don't know what time. If he left at 1.30 a.m., I don't know what time he came back. But I guess his mom, they were back partying at his mom's house at that point, the mobile home. And his mom was like, don't go. She just had a bad vibe. And you have to remember when I'm telling these things because you're like, oh, my gosh, people are coming at 4.30 in the morning. They were partying hard. Like, this is a different lifestyle. Yeah. Not to be. Right. It's different. Mm -hmm. Um, So he goes with them. They drive to the motel. And that's when Green says he sees the body for the first time. The body was in a ditch beside a small store next to the Quality Inn. Okay. That's all lining up. He says right there. His 18-year-old self had to make a decision. He can either turn his back on his friend, who is like a brother, or he can help him dispose of this body and cover up a murder. It was a split-second decision. Right. He was already there. He saw the body. He was either going to turn him in, because he knew the questions were going to be heaven, or does he 
I can't imagine that decision considering their lifestyle and probably what they're up against on a daily basis. It's very different. I can't. They probably have to have each other's backs like that all the time. It's right. probably like for survival. It's even. very different. It so I'm be. trying not to yeah. be judgy. Right. Green and Demery, obviously he's in, right? He decides he's going to dispose of the body. They um, take Jordan's body to Peabridge and they dump him over, his body over into Gum Swamp. And this is in South Carolina, so it's just across the border. Okay. But he, like he said, I didn't have anything to do with the actual murder. Like, I wasn't present for the shooting. I helped dispose of the body. I drove around in the car. Mm -hmm. I made the phone calls. I took the the jewelry. Yeah. He also claims that he still didn't know that the car belonged to James Jordan because... Demery was supposedly going to work on this like drug deal. So he thought it was a like a de- drug deal car. It was like a runner car. Okay. And then the deal somehow went bad and Green like shot the guy. Apparently they don't talk to each other about it. I don't know. He also thought that the jewelry was replica. Okay. Okay. He's like, I just thought it was like not real. It was mm-hmm. in the car and I took it. Like I didn't, I don't know. It's so so, I mean, during his interview, so he does a couple of interviews that I watched, and he's very distraught because he lied for his friend. Like, they came up with this story, and he was like a ride or die, right? He, he And then he... And his friend turned, turned on, on him, him and made him the trigger man. But there's more. Okay. So right now you're feeling bad for Green. I am a little bit. I'm going to say you swayed me a little bit in this direction. My, like, it's my meter's going over here now. I know. It's very, this is a back and forth This meter. is crazy. It is. Okay. Now, during the trial, another unfortunate damning testimony comes from a store clerk. Okay. He was robbed eight days prior to Jordan's death. He says two gentlemen came in. One grabbed the gun. He ended up getting shot three times. They took the money. He identifies the shooter. Who do you think the shooter is? Oh, you said that's green. Yep. Yeah, who's his partner? Oh, Demery. Yeah, of course. And guess what kind of gun it was? Same gun. Thirty-eight caliber pistol. I know, but a side note about finding the pistol in the shot back. Was that because it was found at Green's mom's mobile home, they automatically thought it was Green's. But what they find out later is actually that Demery was also staying there. Mm, okay. So it might not necessarily. So the two men obviously have very different stories. And the only evidence they truly have on Green as being the one who pulled the trigger is what Demery said. Right. There's no proof. But. So what do you think? Well, right now, I'm thinking that he has no problem shooting anybody. Mm-hmm. If he already just did it eight days ago. He obviously has no no qualms about picking up a gun and pointing it and shooting it and having no remorse for that. Okay. Right? I I mean, I guess, but I, I feel like... I mean, the like guy survived and said... And pointed him, him out. Correct. But as far as, like, right, but as far as shooting James Jordan... The only, there's no evidence. Right, no, there's none. There's no evidence saying that he did it, except for Demery saying that he did. Is that not crazy? Yeah, and what does Demery say after all this? So, 
It's April 1995, and like I said, Demery took a plea deal. He agreed to testify against Green, hoping that would give him some sort of leniency in his mm-hmm. other sentencing. So he did plead guilty to first-degree murder and some other charges, but the key really was what they wanted was to testify, him to testify against Green. They mm-hmm. just wanted the trigger man. Right, right. And like I said, most of the case really was just based on Demery's testimony they had no, there's no But his story changed a couple times. It did, it did, it did. Green was also convicted of first-degree murder, and both of them were given life sentences. They're both still in prison. If Green was found guilty on what he says he does, his sentence would have been a maximum of 10 years. Oh, okay. That's... Wow. Well, first of all, I think you should get more than 10 years for that. Yeah. But. Well, it's a lot less than what he received, but either way. Yeah. These guys took a man's body and dumped it in the river and. I I have a hard time. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know it was James Jordan, but I have a hard time believing. But then again, maybe they didn't know because he wasn't reported missing. So it wasn't on the news like. Mm-hmm. Hey, James Jordan was missing in this red Lexus. If it truly went down the way that Green said, I think Demery probably knew. Because mm-hmm. someone went through his stuff. Well, yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. But they joyrided around in the car for like three days. You're not going to think that what you're days. taking out of a car like that that has all the bells and whistles is a replica. You're probably... Well, you, he had him on. They right. took him off of his dead body before they got rid of it. I mean, do you think this man, I mean, he was an older man. It's not like he was, like, 20, like, running around no, with a bunch of fake right. bling in this nice sports car with a car right, phone. Right. You're not going to think that it's, that's Replica. what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. It's the real deal. So, in August of 2020, Demery who pleaded guilty to first-degree murder, was granted parole. So, he was denied two other times this time he was granted parole and he's scheduled to be released on august 6th of 2023 how do you feel about that i feel like it's only a matter of time before he's back behind bars hopefully before someone gets hurt i'm just saying i don't know if that's going to be the case or not but in these situations mark my words Mm -hmm. that man is going back probably yep and like i said green He's maintained his innocence mm-hmm. since he was arrested. He's never wavered. He's always said he hasn't done it. He's been filing for motions since he's been behind bars to get his case reviewed again by the courts, but no one will acknowledge it. It's so high profile that there's it's no. not going to happen, I don't no. think. No. Well, in January 2020 was the last time where a Superior Court judge ruled that he cannot get his case back in front of the court because... The, the order read exactly, the defendant has failed to establish any newly discovered evidence which would entitle him to a new trial. I mean, it's really just hearsay. Yeah, no, I... I didn't do it. This is what really happened. Yeah. So Green's response, this is what he says, and I quote, I'm not surprised because I'm innocent of the crime, yet I was convicted. I've been fighting for 26 years trying to access the courts. The people of North Carolina should be afraid of any institution that relies on fear and bribery 
to muzzle those charges with protecting basic due process. This does not serve the interests of the Jordan family. They're being manipulated. I do apologize for my role in helping create this situation. Okay. He's had some time to write that and put that together. I was going to say, I'm going to show you that rap video. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, he, he had a little help with that speech, is what mm. I'm going to say. And I'm not saying that I, I don't know. It could have gone either way. I can't even tell you who no, I think is No, but guilty. that's what I'm saying. I don't even I, know if we'll ever know mm, the truth because. No. But again, I guess I kind of see the Jordan family's point of view of, you know what? It doesn't matter. Something you both really did it. bad happened. You both were involved. You both did horrific things. Whether that, you pulled the trigger or not, right. you still got you. You were so disrespectful to this body. You threw it in a swamp and you joyrided around in the car. And like I told you, I think I mentioned before, they called sex yeah. hotlines from the car phone. That doesn't show any remorse to me. No, none, none whatsoever. And taking a dead man's jewelry. If you thought it was a replica, then you should have just let it go. Don't take it. I no. So, you know, yeah. we've had this conversation before where maybe you didn't do that, but you did this. <laughs> so you probably should be there anyway. And I'd like to think that there's hope and rehabilitation for people who go down this path, but... I hate to say it. I just, I don't. They do believe um, that eventually he will get out. I think he's up for parole in October of 2023, I believe I read. Mm -hmm. That's when he's going to be eligible to apply, I guess. Is that what it's called? If he does, then I hope he proves us wrong and he turns his life around and does something better with it. I hope so. And I'm not going to go into too much of it, but there are some... I don't know if I want to call them conspiracy theories, Mm -hmm. but there was some. I did read a little bit on that. About like the gambling. Yeah. Yeah. So some. But I was waiting for you to tell me because. Some believe that it could have been linked to. Remember, this is just when Jordan's, Michael Jordan's gambling. Yeah. Was brought to light. Yeah. And I didn't really, apparently he like gambled about everything. Like he would even gamble when they were in the airport. Like whose bag do you think that's going to come out first? Wow. Okay. I'm going to buy you $10. Like. Yeah. Like, apparently it was, like, he just perpetual gambler at, like, everything. So they were saying that this might have been linked to, he does, he did have some gambling debt. There were some things that came out where that were less than favorable. He owed some money to some pretty bad people. Uh, We can't hide that. It really did happen. They, I mean, it's never been linked I don't know, but that was, like, that's been a theory that's been out there. So they're like, oh, are these two, like, the fall guys? So we're just going to... But it really sounds like they did it. it sounds did. like they... And they got rid of the body. I mean, they're admitting to they, getting rid of the body. Yeah. They're admitting to that part. Another thing that was really, really crazy, which they don't go into at all, is that one of the phone calls that was made on that car phone was actually to this drug dealer who happens to be... Sheriff Stone's son, but a son that he acknowledges, but not part of his family. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Who's a huge drug dealer who actually ended up going into prison for like working with like the Colombian cartel. 
The only person that they didn't talk to Mm -hmm. out of those phone calls. Bad guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. How, I mean, he, he probably, I don't know if he had anything to do with anything, but I just thought it was really convenient that the sheriff's, have been the sheriff's, the sheriff's son didn't get, yeah. s- Tina get talked to him. No. It could have been, I mean. But, like, I was thinking it could have been linked in some way with what Dummery was supposed to be doing in New York, and then he was maybe, like, a small time for this guy, yeah. like, trying to prove himself, and then got caught up in some other stuff, and then who knows what happened. Right. Yeah. Um. So it just kind of goes full circle to the whole not so great things that were going on there. I'm going to say right now, though, that I don't believe it was anything to do with gambling or anything like that. That would just be so awful to think that something that you had done. No, no, I don't. I don't believe in any of the conspiracy theories. And that's why I didn't really go in. I just wanted to Mm -hmm. mention there always has to be conspiracy theories, though, especially when it's this high profile. They admitted to one of them killed Mm -hmm. James Jordan. They admit to disposing the body. Right. And whether or not you pulled the trigger, I still I still feel like they both should have gone down with the same sentence and. Yeah, it's hard. I just feel like even if Green's story is true and he shows up and he does the body and then they joyride around in the, right. in the dead man's car, you really probably don't have a conscience. No. You probably shouldn't be. Well, and you just shot somebody eight days ago who he could have died and mm-hmm. then... And you took the gun. How many how many others were like that? If you're that comfortable shooting someone three times and he had at a all, convenience well, store... And he, only been out, he had only been out of... Prison for three That's months. That's what I'm saying. Three How many months. times has he done that? I'm sure there's a lot of unsolved homicides in that county. I mean, you told me What did me I just stats. tell you? Right. What did I just tell you? Exactly. I'm just saying. So. I don't think it was either their first rodeo with no. anything. No. I think they finally just got caught. And I think if it wasn't for this, they would have been caught for something else. And, I'm, and I hate to say that it's just he was in the wrong place at the wrong time but he was in the wrong place i think at the wrong time in just a really bad area mm-hmm. where the wrong place at the wrong time happens a lot there you know i do I, I think so I, just... I think it's just a very unfortunate sequence of events yeah i do too but Gosh. so i know that wasn't a happy story but i'm glad that i have a little bit more understanding cuz yeah well i honestly i had known that he lost his father in that way, but I didn't I didn't know all of this. I didn't know all the details. Of yeah, it. and when I was saying how, like, oh, there's new stuff happening, what I really meant when I told you is that one of the convicted murderers is getting out. Yeah. He, I mean, his parole was approved, and well, he is going to be getting out. So that was kind of... We need to keep an eye on what happens next. And the documentary that came out, like I said, added to your list. But it was very... It was very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And how things I don't I think some things happened wrong in this case but how many things happen wrong sometimes in those little small counties that oh aren't. yeah oh yeah we've talked about that before even with the girl where you're boys. saying these people over here are getting talked to but these people over here don't we don't want to bother them because they're, they're not the problem yeah right they're upstanding citizens they wouldn't have done anything wrong we can't go just knock on their door and accuse them of something when you're mm-hmm. like well but why not yeah you're accusing them what did they do you know what i'm no, saying no i know exactly what you're saying it doesn't really matter everyone needs to get talked to they do they do but so that wraps up my part two well thank you i appreciate knowing all the details now of that story but 
There's a lot more. It just makes me so sad because, right, I feel like, I feel like that could happen to anybody. It really really, It's just really awful. My heart goes out to you, the Jordans and and everyone, you know, everybody took, there were so many people that took that personally that didn't even know. I mean, they're just so, their family is so loved and he is so loved and, you know, everybody was like, that's our family that you're messing with, you know, Mm -hmm. not just in North Carolina, but all over. Well, I mean, look at some Chicago, like I said, when we moved there and they were like, the Jordan, Michael Jordan's ours. I was like, wait, I thought he was ours. Yeah. And like what you were saying too, is just, it's so cool to see when celebrities have great relationships that they're that they're putting out there for everyone to see, you know, whether it be a great marriage or, you know, how they raise their kids or how they do whatever, or like you were saying with him and, and his pops, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, that was probably the hardest part about doing this story is that I really wanted it to be about James Jordan. Obviously mm-hmm. the reason I came upon it is because his son was Michael Jordan, but right. I didn't want to downplay. Right. I think you did. Importance. I think you did it justice. I think you. I think you did, and I think we. I know it's always the. That's always the fear of. Oh, we don't want to say this is just somebody's father, or somebody's brother, or somebody's mom. It's their person too, and their life. You know, deserved. Yeah, just as much acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. He was a good guy. Yeah, it sounded like it. Um, next we move on to. I think music. I have one more. Yes, I have a musician story. Oh, yes, because I had I sprung a two-potter on you. Again. Yeah, you Without did. planning it, did. I did. So I, I'm waiting to put my story up right. until after this one goes up, because right. then that way people don't have to wait. You're welcome. Yes. but <laughs> you won't have to wait another week. That's right, that's right. Yeah. All right, well, um, and then I'll have a music story. I have a couple in mind. I just need to narrow it down. Until then. Yeah, and until then, hey, you know what? If you guys have any story suggestions or... You know, we kind of come up with these themes for the month just to keep us on on target. You know, like, oh, we'll do, you know, musicians or athletes or um, whatever we kind of come up with. And that's that's how we narrow down our focus. If anybody has any anything like that that you, you know, you want to throw our way. Absolutely. We, yeah. And we pick the topic just to yeah narrow down our research because oh, if I go down that rabbit hole, yeah. I'm not coming back out. I need someone to we to need a little guidance and, yeah we just have to kind of rein it in and narrow it down because there's just so many so many so yeah but until until next week again you guys rate and review please rate and review i you know we would love to hear from you i i appreciate all the messages from from everybody and they are so wonderful and i keep thinking Man, if they would only put that in a review, I know, so other so people, people can read it, that would yeah. be so amazing. So if you can find a way to do that, we really, from the bottom of our heart, appreciate it. That you know, that's how people can find us. So, um, so yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, and have a great day, night, whenever you're listening. Mm-hmm. It's nighttime for us, so I'm gonna say have a good night. All right, good night, good night. Good night.